Well, it's July 8th, 2019. I'm Bob Johnson. And I'm Denise Hardy. And we are bringing you a next edition of Conversations at the Corner. Denise, this is the uh, first day of Vacation Bible School. This is something you used to do. You remember those days. I do. I remember them well. You, you are the longest serving member of the ministry staff, uh, longer than me. So can you tell us, how did, how did your relationship with Cornerstone begin? How did you end up becoming part of the staff here? Um, I came to Cornerstone one year after it became Cornerstone in 1984. I joined the church in 1985, and I began to be involved in the children's ministry quite a bit. And then in April of 1989, we were short-staffed, and um, I received a call that they would like to give some hope to the congregation and said, would you like to be the children's ministry director here? And I said, yes, I didn't even hesitate. So it was part-time children's ministry. April of 1989, they hired me. And then you came on in December of uh, 89, and we began to work together. And after a while, you mentioned women's ministry to me mm-hmm. and it got me thinking about women's ministry. And I remember saying to you, I don't know why I would think about women's ministry, but that was the bug, so to speak, that God put in my ear from what you said and uh, was a great encouragement. And I began to counsel women under Jerry Binge. And so then I just went over into women's ministry after a while. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Jerry because I know he was used by the Lord uh, and is a big influence in your life, particularly as it relates to counseling. Mm -hmm. So I know we're going to talk about interns here in a little bit, but t- let's let's just uh, talk about that a bit. So how did the Lord use Jerry in your Well, life? when Jerry came on staff, we were told that he was going to be the uh, pastor that was the discipler. He was the counselor. And one day he asked me if I wanted to sit in on a counseling case. He had a single mom and a son. And the son was in the children's ministry area with me, and he said, maybe you'd want to sit in. So I did. When he was all finished and they left, I said, Jerry, you just used the Bible. I thought you were a counselor. And (laughs) he said, yeah, I got you. And he said, "Um, that's where all the counsel comes from. And I guess my eyes just flew open. And after another couple of times sitting in, I was counseling the boy, and Jerry was counseling the mom. Mm. And then after that, um, I had some courses that I took, and Jerry began to have me in with women, and then he began to give them over to me. So he was a great influence in my life. Yeah. Well, for a, a number of years now, we have had interns, so much so that I think the congregation can hardly remember a time in which we haven't had interns. Uh, you and I predate that, but mm-hmm. I want to ask you, what do you see as the purpose of us having interns here? I see Cornerstone as a family. And I think about Paul 
And I think of how he wrote to Timothy and called him my beloved son. He wrote the same thing to Titus. Paul imparted the wisdom and the knowledge that God had given to him to the next generation, to to others who could go forth for the gospel. And I feel that that's what we need to be doing. We need to be doing that together side by side within the church body, but also formally so that the gospel can go forth and um, people can be of great benefit in the body of Christ. And as we have grown, and you and I have been here for 30 years, um, as we have grown, I thank God that I'm not the same person that they Mm -hmm. hired in April of 1989, but that's because I had a lot of people speaking into my life. And I believe that our internship program is to benefit the body of Christ and missions all around the world. What about having interns has gone well? I have had four interns now, and I have been amazed that they actually want to hear what I have to say. They are hungry for the experience of how to put God's Word into practice. And uh, it has been a joy to be able to uh, speak that into their life. And then what really has gone well, to sit back and see them living it out. I don't know how much our church realizes the blessing they are because the interns that, first of all, we have, we have interns. Mm-hmm. We have a women's ministries intern that, that you are very, very close with, youth ministry interns that have had, we've had for many, many years now, uh, pastoral interns, and we've had music interns. Um, we've had a few other little short-term kind of things, and I think down the road that those are areas that I would like to see developed even more, mm-hmm. but our congregation is a good congregation for interns because oftentimes a person's experience in a local congregation comes with a lot of hurt, mm-hmm. discouragement, or experiences where there was inconsistencies or things just weren't done well or done right. And so to be able to just open up the heart of the church to somebody who is exploring whether or not they want to go into ministry and to see people at the inside and how decisions are made and processes are followed mm-hmm. has, has really, I think, served them well. Yes. Plus they get to see, I mean, for the most part, a happy congregation. And that gives them a working model that allows them to go out and say, okay, that's, that's what I want to see happen in other places. Um, what about having interns um, has been challenging? I think the challenging part is personality. Everyone that comes to be the intern is different than the one before. And so I have to learn that person at a deeper level so that 
I can point them to Christ where they are. And so I, I think that is a challenge. The, the other challenge is that you become so involved and entwined in their life that it's hard to see them go. Mm-hmm. That's a, that is a real challenge. It's hard, it's hard to see them go. And fortunately, I have a couple of them still here, so that that makes it good. But being in contact with them later on is really good too. I love that. You know, I think one of the things that we uh, need to always keep in mind, and that's and I'm speaking of the whole congregation, is that. I recognize that when somebody gets on the elevator with you, you generally don't introduce yourself, exchange business cards or email addresses or cell phone numbers because you're thinking, I'm just riding up to the next floor or two, and I'll probably never see that person again. And I'm thinking that that's a similar temptation for some within the congregation to say, well, this intern's only going to be here for a year. I'm not going to see them again. So why do I bother to invest into this relationship? But if we see that this person has been raised up by the Lord, has been given a heart for ministry, and they're, they're exploring this, and we see that our investment in their life is an investment in the work that God is doing around the world. That is a beautiful thing for our people to see that getting to know somebody who's going to be gone in a few months is not a loss. It is an investment. So what would be some of your encouragement to our members as they look at or consider? We've got interns. Mm-hmm. What, 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 would a, what should a church member be thinking about regarding our interns. Mm-hmm. I think you just mentioned it, Bob, and, and and that is the Titus II model, that the older and the younger, and that is a church. And so we are to come alongside. We, we can speak into somebody's life, even if it's just uh, for a moment, for a moment, and point them in the right direction. And it can mean something later on in their lives as they seek to serve Christ. So saying hello, uh, introducing yourself, asking if they would like to join your family for a meal or maybe go out for a coffee, uh, anything like that is going to be beneficial because being part of the family life and being part of our church members' family life is going to be something that is going to help them later in life. And most of our interns live with a family in the church or a person in the church. Yes. And it's easy, I think, on the part of the congregation to just assume that, well, all of those relational issues and meal issues, oh, they're already covered. But if our congregation took it upon themselves to say, I want to meet every intern that we have, I want to know them, and I want to share with them how I came to faith in Christ and how I'm serving uh, right now. I think that would be a huge blessing to our interns and make what has been a good thing even even better. 
Yes, I think we have to remember that our interns, the majority of them are not stepping out of our congregation. They're coming from a distance. Yeah. And so they're coming from another state. They're leaving their family and their friends. And so all of that has to be rebuilt. And so we can be part of that. So in August, next month, mm-hmm. we have two new interns who are going to be joining our, our staff. And so congregation gets a chance to uh, to be part of this. I want you to talk a little bit about, first of all, the women's ministries intern whose term has just completed. And then tell us about the gal who is coming. Mary King has been my intern for this last year, and she graduated from Boyce College with a degree in biblical counseling, and she is from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So she made quite a change when she came here. Mary is a joy, has been a joy to work with, and she is currently working on getting her certification in biblical counseling through the ACBC uh, Foundation. So... um, She wants to stay here so that she can get counselees and work on her hours. And so she's going to stay with us, and she has become our church receptionist right now. And we're very glad to have Mary with us. And my next intern is going to be Caitlin Legg. Caitlin has graduated from Boyce with an Associates in Biblical and Theological Studies, and she is from Round Rock, Texas. And so she is going to begin on August 18th. So here we have another young lady coming in who is coming from Texas and has spent some time in Louisville, but now is coming to Michigan. And it is true that she has some connections here. Uh, She is uh, going to be, or she is rather, the fiance of our next youth intern. So... um, She does have connections, but uh, she is going to need people to come around her and to become involved in her life. Well, I think that one of the legacies that Cornerstone can have is a church that loves well and loves so well that just like we read in John 3:16 for God so loved the world that he gave he gave his only begotten son but the heart of giving is the heart of love and so if we give of ourselves give of our time give of our attention give of our affection to these to these interns uh, then we can help form them and equip them and just encourage them so that when they go from here and are serving in other capacities, that may the Lord use that to help those churches look more like Jesus as well. Yes. Denise, thank you so much for your ministry. Thank you for your uh, involvement in our Women's Ministries interns. And uh, hopefully we'll get uh, Kaylin. Maybe we'll uh, do a little, maybe I'll, you ought to interview her maybe about six months into this okay. and see how that goes. All, all right. right, we'll see. Okay. All right. And this has been uh, the next edition of Conversations at the Corner. Thanks for listening.